0: You are listening to Episode 76 of the Less Stress, More Fun Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about habits. You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun Podcast. I'm your host, Master Certified Coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week on the podcast, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most and have a lot more fun in the process. All right. Let's get started. Hello. Today we're talking about habits. We're going to take a little bit of a different approach. But first, I want to ask you to think about your habit of listening to podcasts. When did it start for you and how do you listen to them? Do you listen through your phone, an in-home device, or on YouTube even? I started listening to podcasts... Oh. Well over a decade ago, back when you had to to download them, you know, people had iPods sometimes to listen to podcasts for years. I used the little sand disc clip and I would download them and play them and It was such a good habit for me to get into of finding podcasts and listening to them regularly. I started listening when my kids were really young, and it was great because maybe we'd be at the park or something or they'd be in the backyard and I could be with them, you know, supervising their play, but still learning and kind of feeling really mentally engaged as an adult. So it was like a win-win. I love habits. Habits is such an important part of my life and, and all of yours. Now, just to set the stage, we're not going to be talking about theories of habit change. We're not going to be talking about a really detailed recipe. We'd be here for a long time instead of this little 15, 20 minutes that we normally spend together every week. And I also want to leave you with recommendations for habits. There's some amazing habit books. There's Tiny Habits by B.J. Fogg, one of my personal favorites. Um, Atomic Habits by James Clear is really comprehensive. And Mini Habits by Stephen Geis is it's actually just very Uh, lives up to its description. It just talks about having small habits. And it's just a nice compliment to BJ Fogg's book. I've linked to those authors in the show notes, but we're not going to be talking about like how you create habits or how you change habits. We're going to be talking about your relationship with your habit self. Now, what do I even mean by the phrase habit self? And I would say that's the person you are when you're not really thinking consciously about yourself. It's when you're on autopilot and your subconscious behaviors are flying the plane. When I say the word habits, what do you think? Do you have a good relationship to your habit self? Do you think of certain key habits that you have? Or are you able to see how much of your life is a series of habitual behaviors? It's really fun to slow down and think about the habits that you have. Mm. You may have habits around the kinds of foods that you eat. There may be certain foods that you eat at certain times of the day. You may have habits around how you leave the neighborhood when you're going to see a good friend of yours, for example. And notice that unless you've actually trained yourself, your habit self probably doesn't crave playing the tuba (laughs) or driving race cars. It's not like, oh, it's Tuesday at 2 p.m. I'm supposed to be zipping around the track in my Ferrari it's just funny to think about how there are certain things in our life that are habits and certain things that would take more of our conscious attention to either plan it, do it, or even complete it. So let's ask ourselves, who is the version of you who operates from habit? When I I, I work a lot with clients on habits, in fact, that's probably one of the, the through lines of my practice is, what do you do? Why do you do it? And, you know, what's on autopilot? And are you aware of it? And what do you want to put on autopilot so you can free your mind up to be creative? And when you think about, when you think habits in your mind, did it do the sorting? Most people's does. It'll say, Oh, I have some good habits and some bad habits. What can be interesting is we tend to prefer to identify with our good habits. And we seem to distance ourselves from our bad habits, like, oh, this is just an inauthentic version of myself, or it's just something that we want to change because it doesn't feel like the real or the best us. And when I think of habits, do I do that sorting? And do I have a lump of habits that I'd label good and a bunch over here I'd label bad? And do I identify with some habits as being more my real self? Isn't that a fun question to ask? Next is challenging yourself to do an inventory of your habits. The first things that may come to mind is some of the more obvious things like your daily routines or your weekly routines, or even as the seasons change through the year, do you have certain habits or just things that you do, and you don't really think that much about them. But what's so interesting is how often there are subtle habits. So much of what we do really is on autopilot. You know, where do you store your canned food? Do you do you have to think about it and decide every time? Or does it just have a a place in your home? How do you answer the phone? Do you think every time about a different greeting, or do you just have kind of a standard way? One of the things that I notice is when I close out the podcast, you know, my little closing, it says, I'll talk to you next week. And there's the emphasis on week. Actually, there's a lot of things in my life that I say a certain way, and I don't know how I decided it, but it has certainly become habit, and I don't even notice it until I notice it. And it can be as simple as, how do you fill up your water bottle? Do you have a certain um, way that you do that? Do you keep pencils or pens? And, and what's your habit around that? Getting curious about why you do what you do. When you think about your habits and and noticing there are the ones, the goals that you have, the habits that you might be trying to establish for yourself, But maybe through this observation, you notice a lot of habits that might be taking brain energy. It's fun to start thinking about, is this a habit that I do and I do it on autopilot and I wish it was removed? Or is this a habit I actually like to replace with something different? I noticed that there was a habit of a certain way of cleaning up after meals And there were some things that I would do, and I thought, why do I do that? That doesn't seem to really move the needle that much, but it just was a habit to do it. And I finally was like, I think I'm just going to stop doing this. So I'm going to heighten my attention and pay attention, and when I notice myself doing the habit, I'm just going to say, hey, we're not doing that anymore. (laughs) And along the same lines of just thinking of kitchen habits, I also am in a habit of making sure the kitchen is tidied up. But the really the habitual part is the way I wipe down the counters. I just love a clean kitchen before bedtime. Uh, a replacement habit for like going, oh, all right, it's done. Or just feeling like finally I can relax. I actually deliberately replace the habit of being like, oh, now I can finally relax with, ah, oh, what a good feeling. And it sounds subtle, but it's been a very powerful way for me to look forward to cleaning up at the end of the day because I really do love a tidy kitchen. It's it's just so much fun to have that sense of satisfaction. So that's a habit that I actually replaced. So what comes up for you? Are there habits that you do that you notice? Like maybe you notice a habit of checking your email when you're in meetings and you notice that it's distracting, maybe that's a habit you just want to remove. And you're just like, you know what, I'm going to notice when I do that and just tell myself we're we're staying in the meeting and we're paying attention. So that'll be something that I actually will invite myself to stay. Like, no, no, we don't need to check that now. We're staying right here and we like it here. So that's an example of a habit that It just takes a little, it pulls, it tugs a little bit on your attention and diffuses your focus, which can be a little bit of a stress activator, right? And that could be a habit you just want to remove. In the same example of emails, a a habit that I've gotten into is I'll check at certain time periods of the day, and I've learned to remove the habit of looking at the notifications. I've actually turned almost every badging thing I can turn off off. And I've replaced some of those with the habit of checking at defined intervals. It just lets me keep my focus on the most important things. And then when I'm in my inbox or I'm in the Slack, then I, I'm there. I'm not just checking it as as a as a distraction Or maybe because I'm bored or irritated or whatever. All right. Habits. You get to just notice this week how many habits you have. And then when you notice them, asking a few questions. The invitation for this week's episode is to go through the next week. And imagine you're an investigative reporter and you're following yourself, your habit self around to create a documentary. And what would that be like? What would you notice your habit self doing? When did this habit start? You know, is this something that's been with me for a long time? Sometimes asking that question can reveal some interesting information. Like, Oh, I noticed I, this habit started as kind of a way to alleviate anxiety. And then realizing, Oh, yes, that habit was solving a need for me. But has the habit solved one problem and created another as a byproduct? What's fascinating in working with people to acquaint them with their habit selves and really, really notice where their the attention and focus is going, it can be interesting to notice that some of the habits that were intended to alleviate anxiety actually create byproducts that activate anxiety. And then for habits that you like or habits that have a need that they're meeting, but maybe you'd want to reshape them. What specifically about this habit do you want to keep? Asking questions like this and then exploring those different habits is such a beautiful and respectful way to approach developing a relationship with your habit self. I personally believe that the more we we put the, the things we want to do, the things that are important. If there's anything we can do to put it on autopilot or to do habits or, as they've described it, habit stacking, that frees up so much mental space for creativity and relationships and all of the juiciest, best things in life. And it's such a privilege helping people. Have a great relationship with their habit self and then have a very proactive and involved relationship with removing and then sometimes deciding to replace certain habits. There's tons of resources on habits, but the recipe works when you have good understanding and mindset around that. So have fun following yourself around like you're a celebrity who's going to be written up in Rolling Stone a fun image. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review wherever you listen. This will help other listeners find the show and bring less stress, more fun out into the world. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you next week.